everybody. Welcome to Mulder Was Right. We are a conspiracy theory podcast, and uh, we are dedicated to discussing alternative facts and conspiracy theories, as I just uh, momentarily said. I am one of your hosts, as always, Sakif, and I am joined by my co-hosts, Anderson, Brendan, and I'm last. It's Joe. Uh, Curtis will again not be joining us uh, this for this episode. He will be back starting the next episode. And I'm um, Curtis. He was kidnapped by aliens. We'll get him back soon. Yep. Working on it. We're in negotiations. You see, the United States doesn't negotiate with terrorists, but Mulder was right. We'll negotiate with aliens. It's a very different we'll situation. We'll negotiate with whoever, really. Yeah. Anyone who will talk to us, basically. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well... Um, so let's go ahead and get started. I hope you guys enjoy my topic. Um, I'm excited about this topic. I am very excited. Um, I spent a lot of time researching this topic and there was just so much information. Like I definitely did not get everything that this topic could possibly hold. That's okay. Because, because like, it's just a lot, but I really hope you guys are going to like it. Today we are discussing the Denver International Airport. Ooh! Oh, the hell horse! I think the demon horse. Yes. Yeah. I think we are gonna talk about the demon horse. I know a bit about this. I used to work with a girl who this was her favorite conspiracy theory. Like she, she absolutely loved it. When I first flew out there, she told me a lot of the details about it. It's it's pretty sweet. Nice. Yeah, my girlfriend actually knows a lot about it, and actually, her nephew. I was talking to him earlier today, and he actually has heard a lot of these himself too. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty well-known theory, but um, I don't think all of our Mulder Was Right listeners are, are familiar with it. Maybe you all are. Who knows? But I hope you guys learn something from this episode. All right. What, what do you got for us, Keith? All right. So I'm going to start with a couple of uh, basic facts that will kind of lead into, um, that kind of segue into some of the conspiracy theories. And uh, I want you to keep in mind this is not just one solid long theory, but rather the conspiracy theories relating to the Denver International Airport are actually multiple. Um, it's not just one contingent theory. It's actually like a whole string of theories that relate to the airport itself. So, um, But some of the basic facts that I'll start with are, for one thing, uh, the project actually fell behind 16 months. So it took an extra 16 months for it to, stay, for it to be completed. Um, another thing is, is that the project actually went $2 billion over budget. And so its final cost was $4.8 billion. Jeez. So these factors kind of play into some of the theories that, um, I'm going to discuss. Um, I just went, I went ahead and like wrote those down because I thought, well, they, they actually do make sense when you look at it. Cause like they pose these questions of why did the, why during the bill, why during the uh, construction of the airport and its facility, why were the why why did it cost so much money and why was it delayed? Some of these theories actually do relate to that. Um, one of the theories I'll start with is that there's supposedly an underground facility meant as a bunker in case of emergency in the airport, and it is meant to house the global elite. You know, politicians, world leaders, celebrities, and the like. And uh, some people even believe lizard people or reptoids as they are so-called, uh, and or possibly aliens lurk down in the bunker. C- 
contractors also reported seeing bunker entrances and unexplained tunnels. And in these tunnels, people have noted alien drawings and footage of lizard people in the tunnel has appeared on conspiracy websites. I mean, saying something that appears on conspiracy websites really isn't saying much, <laughs> considering most of the conspiracy websites are full of fake news. So, I mean, I mean that seems like an invasion yeah. of lizard people's privacy, though. That's just rude. Lizard people have rights, too. Lizard people do have rights, damn it. <laughs> I mean, people go crazy for lizard people. People like want people. There are people who believe lizard people live down there. Even, even if it is on conspiracy web, like there are tons of people who are like, no, there's totally something down there. You know, like there's little drawings of aliens and stuff like that. Um, people are finding weird, weird stuff down in those bunker, in those tunnels. Um, you know, another theory does suggest that there is a New World Order command bunker underneath the airport. And another theory claims there is a FEMA, which is the Federal Emergency Management Agency, concentration camp for future use. Uh, take that to mean what you will. I couldn't really figure it out, but I do think something about that seems a little fishy, that they uh, would want to make that a concentration camp. Wasn't it like, wasn't that the thing that everybody like lost their minds over after Katrina? They were like, FEMA's going to move in and exterminate the survivors. Yeah. Yeah. That happened. Oh, yeah, totally. They're all, they're all gone. They're all gone. The population of New gone. Orleans is zero. That's what, you, well, that's what happens when you build your properties below the water. Below line. sea level? You know. Yeah. No, like, New Orleans is cool and all, but, like, not the greatest place to build a city. Gold Star, guys, you tried. <laughs> so, so hold on to Keith. What you're saying is, is that uh, supposedly there's, like, a bunker underneath the Denver airport, correct? Yep, that's correct. Okay, now, is this actually proven by any sort of facts or anything that can, like, like plans? We have plans for the for the Denver airport. So I'm going to get to that because it'll actually tie in with the next theory as well. Okay. We will, yeah. we will talk about the proof of the, of the uh, bunker. Um, but first there's one last thing I want to talk about in relation to the bunker before we uh, start getting to the, uh, what is truth. Uh, so there is also a claim from one of the construction workers who helped build the airport that the delay you know, the 16 month delay that I discussed earlier was due to five multi-storied buildings ha had being built under beneath the airport and the same construction worker along with others also reportedly said that a complex network of tunnels exists beneath the airport but later that was determined that these tunnels actually has the airport's rail system so there's your actual answer it's almost like you could say that so, there were secret tunnels secret, secret tunnels, tunnels. <laughs> secret um, tunnel through so, the mountains <laughs> Through the Denver airport. <laughs> Skip, so, what year was the Denver airport built? That is um, a very good question. I want to say 1995 or something. Maybe 1993. 95. I can't remember the specific year, but it was somewhere in the mid-90s that it was built. If Only I 90s correctly. kids will remember this. The Denver airport construction okay. conspiracy. Um, yeah, so I mean, I think if I recall right, it was built in the early 90s or mid-90s. And it replaced another airport, which I forgot to write its name down. Um, and there's some talk about, you know, like, why was that? Why did they build the Denver airport where they did? Because, you know, like, the airport where it was built was fine. There's um, this actually kind of, a, you know, one of the reasons they built the airport actually has to do with the runways, which, again, which actually leads into the uh, next 
tie-in uh, conspiracy to the bunkers. Um, so there was another airport that the Denver airport replaced. And uh, one of the nice things about the, uh, the Denver airport is how the runway is what, how the runways are laid, laid out. So um, the configuration is, is such that, um, that the airport, the, the runways allow planes to arrive and depart simultaneously between parallel runway or uh, without any planes over, overlapping. So, you know, things can come in, things can leave, and you're not going to have anything like crashing, you know, or anything like that. Um, the runways were also made longer on, on the Denver's airport versus the one that it replaced. Um, I think the uh, old one was like 900 to 1,200 feet, um, whereas the Denver airports goes from like 1,000 to 1,600 feet runways. So they actually, or like 10,000 feet. I think it's 10,000 feet. I can't remember the exact number. I think it was like 9,000 to 12,000 was the old one, and this one is like 10,000 to 16,000. Um, so, so the runways were actually, are actually longer on the Denver airport. Um, and it's really great for modern planes because, um, these modern larger planes do need more distance. They need to hit that, at least that 10,000 mark to be able to take off. So that was one of the reasons that building this new airport was so efficient. Um, the other thing is, is that there's also a large distance between parallel runways in case of weather for more room around aircrafts. And it also allows for the addition of more runways in the future. Uh, now, if you look at the runway's design, here's the theory. Uh, you will see a swastika. Um, and I would like to actually direct you to a link, which I'm going to send you momentarily. I just realized I need to actually send you this. Also, for our listeners, I checked it up. It's 95 the airport was built, 1995. It's 1995. Sure, only 90s kid will remember. Only 90s kids will remember the swastikas <laughs> and the, the demon horses. Only 90s kids remember the Nazi airport. See, I was thinking, because I didn't know when it was built. I was thinking like maybe around the 60s and the bunker was for like the Cold War I and know. whatnot. Yeah, I was hoping that it was like a post-war like panic build. Yeah, because I haven't really heard about people building bunkers and things other than like around that time only period. Only 60s kids remember nuclear bunkers. <laughs> Yeah, I I mean yeah that I mean that was big when the bunkers were yeah yeah I I've never heard anyone build a bunker apart from those nowadays. doomsday bunker people yeah that's an entirely different I mean story, yeah that's though. that's 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 its own TV show ye, yes it is ye old doomsday preppers we are not endorsed by doomsday preppers <laughs> oh, man I feel like we should be though I wish we were that'd be well that would mean that we were making money so that'd be great <laughs> surround yourself and. Two pounds of the stored up uh, cream corn they they always <laughs> store. Yes. Just cream corn and, and like toilet canned paper. beef and toilet paper. That's all you need. And to dog food. Okay, and so potatoes. I have just sent you two images, um, and I'd like you guys to take a look at them. And these are the images I've sent you are the uh, airline blueprints. It has a very vague swastika. Would you describe it as swasta-ish? <laughs> uh, Anderson, I do agree with you, and Joe as well, I agree with you. Um, I think it's a bit of a stretch, the uh, swastika-esque um, design. Um, it's not very parallel. I mean, not, per not, you know, not very even. You know, not everything is, like, even. I mean, like, if you're, like, I feel like you have to really fish for it, like, Sure, you can kind of see it, 
But I think it's like a little bit of a stretch to say that it looks like a swastika. This is the swastika that like the 13-year-old edgelords draw underneath bridges. See, they weren't as clever as the people we talked about. It was a couple weeks back where they planted the trees. and Yeah. Grew Those with... people, well, they were Germans. They were very efficient. Yes. So if this was meant to be a swastika. Uh... <laughs> this is a wobbly American swastika. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's no not, German backbone. It's not great. I don't, I don't see it. Uh, the only way that I can see it is if I look and find an image that, that has the swastika it. outlined on the picture. And, you know, you can find a swastika yeah. in anything that has a it's swastika a, outlined in it. It's true. <laughs> it is true. I mean, like I that said, it's it's really work, a stretch. <laughs> it really is a stretch. It's it's clearly there, clear as day. Clear as day. Yeah, you can see it. Totally. Hey, Mulder was right, fans. If you can't see it, you know, then you're not looking at it right. Look at it a different way. Uh, and then and then print out the picture and draw the swastika on it. And then there you go. Swastika, you go. Denver Airport. Preferably in <laughs> red crayon. Conspiracy and then throw that away because that's going to get you into, you know. Conspiracy confirmed. Some sort of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> With, you know. Mulder was right does not condone drawing folks. swastikas. <laughs> Oh, man. We're not done talking about Nazis, by the way. I just want you to know that. And Wait, by that, on the show, specifically for this podcast. On this show, we're never done talking about Nazis. They're, they yeah. just pop up everywhere. It's true. It's true. It's like whack-a-mole, but fascist. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Um, <laughs> okay. So I'm going to read um, a little bit of an article from the Denver Post. Um, because like I saw this part and I just ran out of time to like write it down, like so um write down my own words for it. So I'm just gonna read this section um for you guys. Um and uh I will act th these will you can actually find the same article through uh if you guys if you guys go to our website when we uh, update it. Um I'll make sure to post a link to the article so you can read this yourselves if you want, or you can read the rest of the article. But anyhow, um so this is in relation to the uh, bunker and the tunnels. So from that article, it reads, roughly 1,000 people work daily in the various levels underneath the airport, ferrying luggage among ticket counters, planes, and baggage claim areas in a pair of 7,000-foot-long tunnels that run alongside the airport's underground trains, which are not immediately ready to use upon the airport's... Uh, which were not immediately ready to use upon the airport's opening. They actually... Uh, oh, so... And I'll uh, actually mention this later in the quote. So, as seen during a tour of the tunnels provided to the Denver Post, all plumbing and electrical infrastructure appears to end at the underground area's lowest level. Hiding anything else under it would be an engineering feat on par with the channel that connects England to France. Uh, furthermore, over the years, uh, little personal touches have been made Montgomery said of the tunnels, pointing to the hand-drawn alien image. And uh, this is Heath Montgomery, who um, was the... Let me see. I wrote his title down somewhere. He was the... Where did I write it? Here we go. He was the senior public officer, uh, or he is the senior public officer of Denver International Airport. Uh, this article was written, I believe, in 2016, so I would assume he still works there. Um, anyhow, uh, continuing on... So over the years, little personal touches have been made, uh, Montgomery said of the tunnels, pointing to the hand-drawn alien image, as well as decidedly non-alien-themed graffiti like smiley faces as he drove an electric golf cart under the B concourse. 
The automated baggage system was actually used in various capacities, mostly by United Airlines up until 2010. There's a certain mystique to anything you can't see, Montgomery said of the 470,000 square feet of underground space. The fact of the matter is, it would take me three days to show you everything down here. Finally, airport workers have been known to don lizard masks as pranks, while the media are on tours, including one caught on camera by Fox 31 KDVR Denver in a video that has since been circulated, often uncredited, as evidence of their existence. So they wear lizard masks and just fuck with people. I would yeah, absolutely much. do that on the clock. That's that's great. So like, there's also a video. I would do that I'll, for free. I'll link... <laughs> there's also a video. I don't even that have I to be on, on the clock. That just sounds like a good pastime. But it's like the Geico gecko mask. <laughs> <laughs> um. So so there is also a video that I found on YouTube earlier. Um. And it was like basically the Denver airport had a contest a while ago to allow people to come and tour these tunnels. And basically they were like, hey, you guys can come look at the tunnels and you guys can explore these conspiracy theories. We'll take you around in a, in a cart and you guys can look around to see if you find anything. Um, and at the end so, of the video... So they were like cashing in on it. What'd you, what'd you say, Joe? Sorry? They were, they were cashing in on the conspiracy. Try, yeah. Try to, oh, yeah. Um, I, I'm going to just uh, tell you this right now, I guess. Um, so they... Um, they, uh, they don't actually discourage speculation of these theories. Uh, in fact, the airport has come to embrace some of them, and even their CEO, Kim Day, embraces the conspiracies as well. Well, that's, that's what Roswell did, and, you know, yep. they get traffic from it, so why not? Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, a quote from Heath Montgomery, again, the senior public officer of DIA, from which I found on the same article reads, We decided a few years ago that rather than fight all of this, and try to convince everybody there's nothing really going on, let's have some fun with it. So they're hiding in plain sight then. <laughs> That's totally what's going on, Joe. If he was telling the You're truth, the he wouldn't have told us. <laughs> you see, Joe, the reason, the reason why that they, you know, I mean, it, it gets people interested, it gets people going to the airport, you know, search the airport or whatever. Yeah, human sacrifices. But in order to get them to do that, uh, they actually sold uh, uh, some tickets inside some chocolate bars. Uh, they were golden tickets. Ooh. And, uh, and then Charlie they sang had lizard about faces it. on them. Yes, Charlie yeah. sang about it when he got his golden ticket. Wait, does that mean Charlie's going to die at the end of this because the lizard people are going to get him? Or the Nazis or whatever? Yes. No, Nazi lizard people. Nazi lizard people. Also Nazi possibly lizard people aliens. are coming. Nazi also lizard people. Also possibly New World people. Order. Yes, the NWO from the... That was also Man. from the 90s. Yeah, the NWA is coming for it. No, uh, it was an old wrestling thing, the NWO. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anywho. Um, uh, also, a brief fun fact. Um, I did mention like the underground area is like 470,000 feet. I also wanted to just say as a fun fact that apparently the Denver International Airport is supposed to be the largest international airport in the States. Uh, I don't remember what article I read that on. Um, there was just, so, like I said, there was just so much information, so it's kind of hard for me to remember where I found everything, but, um, I do remember reading that somewhere it said that the Denver International Airport is the largest airport currently in, in the United States, or lar largest international airport. I appreciate that fun little tidbit that we get to eat, eat up. Would yeah, plus it's supposedly Air twice Denver the airport size of Dallas-Fort Worth Airport, and I've been in the Dallas-Fort Worth Airport multiple times. I grew up in Texas. And I've been in the Denver airport a couple times, and I haven't been in it enough, but, like, 
Dallas's airport is huge. Like DFW airport is insanely huge. They have like six terminals or something right now. Did you did you see any of the or did you see the the Nazi uh, layout as you left the Denver airport? I rec- I I do regret to say that on my trips to the airport, I have not seen any of these things. Um, and did you see uh, the blue I'm demon horse? Flight, did I see the blue horse? I've never seen Blucifer. Um, I am kind of frightened by the idea of seeing Blucifer. Um, that the couple times I've been to the airport, I have tried to keep an eye out for it, but I never see it. Um, it's right. I've had to drive to the airport a few times. It's what? So before, before we get too ahead of ourselves, why don't you inform us what that is that you're just talking about? Oh, what I'm talking about. Actually, this is the next thing I was going to talk about anyway. Um, well, so you guys have heard of, of, um, the blue horse statue. Um, or at least almost all of you have, all of you have heard of it, right? Yes, I have. I mean, I've heard of it, but please enlighten us. Enlighten me with your brain words. So the blue horse is actually, it's, it's, it's named, um, Mustang. The, it's, or it's titled Mustang. Uh, and it was created by artist Luis Jimenez. Um, but the horse has a nickname, which I said moments ago, that nickname is Blucifer, like Blue Lucifer. Okay. Makes and, sense. I'm assuming yeah. the horse is blue. So it's blue. It has it, red eyes. It's, it's blue. It does have red glowing eyes. Um, and the statue stands at 32 feet tall and weighs 9,000 pounds. It also is responsible for one death. It killed it is. the artist. I'm going to get to that. Okay. Well, Joe was about to say it. But um, before I get to... It's okay. Um... As was mentioned earlier, I do also want to make this point. Its eyes glow red. And it doesn't just glow red at night. It's glowing red at all hours of the day. Whether it's nighttime, whether it's daytime, if you look at this horse, its eyes are glowing a very scary, creepy red. If you look at photos of Lucifer, it's really scary and really creepy. Like, really scary. In my opinion, at least. I mean, this thing kind of creeps me out. I want to meet Blucifer. <laughs> Sounds like my of kind of guy. Your kind of, of horse. Yeah, he's my kind of horse. Horse can be people too. He's a good dude. He's just misunderstood. So I'm gonna let you guys chime in. Um, do you guys know who it is who died because of Blucifer? Yes. Yeah, it killed the artist. It like a section of. The sculpture fell on him in his studio, I think, and he bled out and like cut his like femoral artery or something. Hey, there we go. That's the whole. That's actually word for word exactly right. Yeah, it, it I did. like to store fun tidbits too. <laughs> See, I spoiled it about two minutes back. Who had killed? Yeah, you did. But I, I went in for the yeah, them, you, them deets. You went in for the deep cuts. Yep. Yeah, much like Lucifer did. <laughs> much like Lucifer. <laughs> Or the demon horse. So, I prefer demon horse. Any of those names is acceptable. Well, some people also um, call um, believe that Lucifer represents the uh, fourth horseman of death, or fourth horseman of the apocalypse, death. So I dig it. We should <laughs> definitely. We should. We should build four more and surround the Denver airport in demon horses. It'd be three, three more people. 
people actually Shh. freaked out about the about the horse. So, uh, so I don't know if that's gonna work out. But um, as Anderson did explain so thoroughly, <laughs> um, the horse did actually kill its creator, Mr. Luis Jimenez, um, right before its completion. So he was almost done with it. Um, he had basically finished the whole thing. And uh, right now before he finished, I am the master. actually while he was working on it in his studio, um, the, the specific part that fell off was, uh, was his head, was the head of the horse. And the horse falls off, fell, fell, the horse head fell off and landed on his leg, severing an artery. Um, now, um, I was actually talking to my girlfriend about this earlier, and she told me that it didn't actually instantly kill him, even though it severed his artery. He was actually taken to the hospital before he died. So he did die. So they tried to treat him, but they got him to the hospital before he ended up dying. But it did. So, ultimately, the horse did kill him. So, like every great artist, he died for his art. He did. Yeah, he did. And my girlfriend is a Colorado I mean, native, so I'm a little more inclined to believe her since she grew up here. Art, art is only worth more when the artist is dead, and the horse knew this. I mean, <laughs> Van, Van Gogh cut off his ear. Yeah. This guy. Van Gogh's also dead. This guy bled out. This guy lost a leg. Not. He lost a leg. Oh, no, he lost his life. The, the, I mean that too. Well, yeah. yeah no, yeah. he didn't. Well, he didn't lose a leg, but yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he probably doesn't have any more. Probably. He lost yeah. Well, I mean, he's dead. He so did. He, he lost, lost everything. everything. His whole body's gone. You win some, you lose some. I, w- I, <laughs> I was going with the uh, parallel of the body parts, but yes, That's he fair. in fact yeah. did die. So you were trying to say the statue co- would have cost an arm and a leg, but just the <laughs> leg. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, not really. <laughs> So, so, so bear with me here. I think I have a genius idea here. So instead of putting uh, three more horses at the Denver airport. You were going to say four. I saw it in your face. (laughs) Instead of putting three more horses at the Denver airport, what we do is, is that we build three more horses at various other locations in the United States. Yes. And then, you know, have those people or like have people who, you know, believe that this is a misunderstood horse that is trying to be the horseman of the apocalypse. Um, all of those places are the places where, where the apocalypse will then begin. And then you can teleport between them using demonic powers, thus making the uh, public transportation more efficient. Boom. You can also find the Holy Grail once the sun lights up to them and their red eyes glow. They yes. all like shoot the things right towards it. So right lasers towards cross. Yep. Don't cross the streams, Don't Anderson. cross the streams. Don't cross the streams. The Death Star did it, and it worked fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, that, that thing's still kicking around, right? Yeah, but do you remember what the <laughs> Ghostbusters did? It wasn't good. I don't, actually. It's been It was kind of good. I mean, in the end, it was a good idea. I mean, it, it helps, but it's, it's, it's still like... It's like the thing of... Of like... Like, uh, like on your mattress, it says, don't remove this tag. But then that tag's gone. But then, like, eventually, what's going to happen is is that the police are going to burst down your door and be like, "What'd you do with the tag? What'd you do with?" And then you get arrested, and you're where mom. is it? They just like strip your sheets. <laughs> Where's the tag? See, I really wish this horse was like 500 feet tall. I want it to loom over literally everything around it. It does <laughs> loom over everything. It's it's still fucking tall. It's yeah, 32 feet is not tiny. And it's not again, it weighs nine thousand pounds. That's at least that a is a heavy stories. horse. Yeah, I just I want it to inspire fear, terror, awe, and just 
immediate submission to our new terrifying horse god. So, so Sakif, it's it's supposed to be a Mustang, Nay. right? <laughs> yeah, well, it's titled Mustang, yeah. What was that? Can you repeat? Sorry, it's titled Mustang. That's that's the piece's okay, title. Because it's titled Mustang. So <laughs> So what if what if instead of modeling after a Mustang, they modeled it after a Clydesdale? Think how much taller and heavier yes. that would be. Fear our new horse, you know, overlords. You know, we could probably like talk to Bud Light about doing that. Yeah, they'd probably do it. They, I mean, because I mean, like they have those commercials with like the Clydesdales. So uh, alternative, they, they have money to do stupid things. They sometimes. do have money to do stupid things. It's just a thirty-foot blue Mustang car. <laughs> <laughs> with like but flaming paint job but isn't that saying why fly when you can drive yeah if you could fly if you could drive around in the dope 30 foot car yeah i would too dude why fly when you can ride a horse joe it's the same thing because horses are stupid why they take forever. joe why fly horses when you can longer. travel with demonic powers beyond your understanding between but, between the other portals, Joe. Yes. Between the other portals. You just lose a piece of your soul every single time. Ha <laughs> ha, loophole, redhead. Dude, dude, it'd be worth it if I could, like, travel from Denver to, uh, to like, New York and, like, Think just that. Think of the savings. I, it's, <laughs> you're saving so much money and so much time. Oh, man. Oh, man. Genius. Genius. You know, you can't buy money. Er, you, you can't, can't buy you, time, you're Joe. You're right. You cannot buy money, Brendan. <laughs> you can't buy time, Joe. It's priceless. Yeah, but money can buy a lot of other things. Buy you Super Nintendo. Spend all the time in the world doing that. That is a true, true fact. <laughs> all right. Anyway, Sakiv, let's go back on. We've we we've derailed a little bit. That's okay. Not really an issue with with you know talking about airports, but yeah, there's no rails. There's no. But rails. there is a train at the Denver airport. If I'm there not mistaken, there is a train. Yes, there's a whole trail. There's a whole train system. It's actually kind of fun to ride in it. Um, I remember I was just, I, I just came from the Denver, I just had a flight a few weeks ago to visit my family, and I remember going to the airport, it was kind of nice, even though it was, like, really early in the morning, the train wasn't super crowded, it was really fast, uh, too, it, like, took me to my gate in seconds. Are there any cool conspiracies with maybe the trains? Um, if there are, I can't remember them, because, like I said, there was just so much stuff, like, it was hard to find, ev- like, basically jamming everything. I'm sure there was. Um, I you think, see. if anything, the anything to do with the trains has to do with um, um, stuff about the underground tunnels and stuff like trains that. Like, are the tunnels are actually used. No, one of them is a hell train. It just requires a certain ritual. I like trains. <laughs> They're innocent and pure. They don't cause harm to anyone trains tell that to the um, train victims <laughs> so yeah. they're they're fucking stupid trains shouldn't sneak up on anyone <laughs> go on skeef i i i have to i i want to just wrap up some stuff about the blue uh the blue horse before we move on um of course and uh so i as i mentioned before the artist luis jimenez did die before its completion it was almost done but he didn't com- quite finish it and like i said the head did fall off so you know uh, the the construction was actually this is just like basically interesting facts at this point, but um the construction was actually completed by his sons. Um, they That's finished cool. building the rest of it. 
and then it was actually shipped to California and assembled there before they shipped it back to Co- before they shipped it to Colorado for um That sounds like up. a very stupid thing to do. That <laughs> sounds super- Why would you why would you send all the pieces from Colorado to California? Well, then I don't think and then I don't think Denver's I don't think he uh I don't I don't know if he lived in Colorado or not. Um I didn't actually look that part up. Um but like I said he built it in his studio. I don't know specifically where Luis Jimenez lived. Um cuz I didn't check, but um I don't know if he lived in Colorado or not. So again, if he did, then yeah, I would agree. It's stupid for them to send it to California, then send it back to Colorado. But again, it was built at a studio, so he could have lived anywhere else. Maybe he lived somewhere like north, like south of California or something. I, 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 don't I still really think remember. it's stupid to send it to California to get assembled and then send it over to Denver. Why wouldn't you just assemble it in Denver? Yeah, it's I agree, heavy. but it's big. it might also know. have... Maybe they had the resources to assemble it in California, and then they, when they brought it to Denver, they just wanted to be able to place it. Like you know, yeah. Like, but you know how hard it is. To, it do you know how hard it is to transport a thirty-two uh, feet tall, nine thousand pound horse? That's why you couldn't do oh, no, it in it's his in studio. Pieces. It's in pieces. Yeah, I know, but 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 they're taking it from California as one piece and transporting it to Denver as yeah. one yeah. piece. No, it's That's really just ridiculous. Like a flatbed. I agree. It's ridiculous. It didn't make. It doesn't make any sense. But it's what they did. They no, they see, were probably. I think it makes perfect sense because they were just trying to go the demon power across to California and then bring it back. Right. That's all that is. True. They're they trying to freak portals. out some people on the road. I mean, I mean, if we're being honest here, where else do you think the demons get their power? Hollywood, Death Valley. I was to say, California. Death Valley, the yeah, lonely, that's a good point. It's the lonely stretches of Western Highway that are always abandoned. Yeah, so I, I mean, I, I, if you're trying to get the demon powers, well, the thing is, it already had them because it killed the creator already. <laughs> so, like, it was the last soul it needed. There's just, there's, it, it wanted more souls. <laughs> it wanted more. I mean, that's what happened. That's you all I can say. You never have enough souls, Brendan. <laughs> I, I can't tell you why they did it. I all I can tell you is that's what happened. That's what they did. I'm s- I, I wish horse. I knew why. If but I, I did it, <laughs> it's, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good, buddy. Go on. Uh, <laughs> um. So give him the OJ. Demon horse. <laughs> if I did it, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Uh, so um, there were actually statue (laughs) so this demon horse murdered a man objection (laughs) (laughs) he wasn't convicted he wasn't convicted of killing a man he was convicted for the for the book that he wrote afterwards (laughs) What do you say to this, demon horse? Court. What do you say to this? Nay. <laughs> okay. Go oh on, Saki. Okay, it's enough about that. Dead joke, back. Joe, over back here. Back in the news, we have to. Yeah, it's true. Okay, so um, <clears throat> another thing I read about was there was actually a lot of uh, criticism um, in bringing the, the, um, the, the horse statue. Um, people didn't want Lucifer to uh to uh be positioned at the airport, and I think part of it was just like how it was made. 
And part of it was like the whole like it killed its creator. We don't want this thing like to be here. Like the the citizens of like Colorado, like of Denver, they were like, no, we don't want this thing here. It's it's horrible. Um, the mayor was really pushing for this sculpture to be here. Like it was commissioned to, for the airport. Um, it was delayed a bit itself um, in its built in its um, construction. Um, I think it killed um, Luis Jimenez in 2006 and then was finished in 2008. But um, so, you know, like there was a lot of like criticism to get it to get it put up. And he basically was like, we're going to put it up. Um, and then his idea was like, he's going to like he wanted to leave it for a few years and see if people kind of slowly accepted it. You know, like if you leave it there for a few years, people get used to it being there. And they're like, okay, it's part of it's part of our it's part of our culture, it's part of our history, etc. It should be here, you know. So there was some backlash for it, um, but it does exist. It's still here. It's at the airport. If you guys, if any of you fans and listeners go uh, go to the airport or ever in Denver and you get a chance to pass the um, go outside, drive around. If you're not just there for a layover, but if you're like actually there visiting, try to see if you can find Lucifer. It is creepy, but it's. It's worth looking at, I'd say. Um, another thing I will also touch on is, so like I said, it has bright red eyes. Um, why does it have these bright red eyes? Uh, well, they're actually neon eyes. So they, um, so, um, and they're actually an homage to Jimenez's father, um, who worked with neon signs. And Jimenez, as a kid, he actually worked with his dad in a neon shop. Um, so that's why the eyes are actually a neon red color. Now it could have also been any oh, neon. I was really. hoping that his father was a thirty-two foot blue demon horse. <laughs> but I suppose that works too. Um, I mean that would be pretty cool. It would kind of it, bring to question. It's a nice homage, but yeah, <laughs> it's that's nice, I guess. Welcome yeah, to Denver. Embrace hell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it would have been nicer if they were like a neon white. Or maybe a neon green, but you know they're neon, so and it's something. Um, but it was like I said, it was meant to be an homage for his dad, you know. And it's I think it's a sweet thing. Does this have anything to do with like the giant that had like the the blue ox as a buddy? I don't remember the giant. Oh, Paul Bunyan. Paul Bunyan. Does it have anything to do with that? Wasn't his ox named like Babe or something? His ox was, was named Babe. Yeah, babe, I remember blue, my weird folksy tales. Big blue ox. Big blue babe. Yeah, why was the horse blue? Or just what? Just for whatever. Joe, horses are blue. Horses <laughs> <laughs> are stupid as fuck. Dog. Yeah, they are. They're dumb as hell. That's why I don't ride them. So I'm I'm very surprised that this was. Uh, made so recently like 11 years ago yeah, it's was, a little newer than i expected i i thought this was like 1995 when yeah it was first was, that's that's weird no yeah it didn't show up until more recently um it was a it was definitely a newer edition so what's something else that's cool about this airport buddy um so another cool thing that uh this was actually another thing that i found um was uh was it's something called Notre Denver. Um let me let me go ahead and uh get the picture ready for you guys. I'll send it over to you. Is there a hunchback? The very bells bells. No, actually bells, Notre bells Denver is Notre a pair of gargoyles. Denver. Can you can you see that photo? 
yes, we can see a picture. It looks like it's a gargoyle of sorts. It's really beautiful. Uh, it is a gargoyle. Um, can you guys, if you guys look closer, you'll notice the gargoyle is actually coming out of um that a of a suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> that is that's a suitcase. Do you hate when you when they mix up your luggage at the airport? Blah. <laughs> I hate it when instead of my clothes, I get a gargoyle looking very upset. You just—he's oh. just, just as upset as I am. You just look at each other. He's just staring at you blankly. Like, I don't know, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I was put in a suitcase. I don't know why, and now I'm here, and I don't even know you. This is really awkward. <laughs> That's why. Folks. Wow. That's why he's covering his ears. It's very awkward. Does one hear it? So what what's the deal with this thing, bud? So um, it's not actually just one gargoyle. There's another. Uh, Notre Denver is a pair of gargoyles, um, and they're actually they're two they're they're bronze, um, and they overlook the east and west side baggage claim areas. Specifically, they're they're located at baggage claims three and sixteen. And uh, the gargoyles are seated, as I said, inside of suitcases, um, and there's a plaque. Um, at the base of each of them, that describes them as being, quote, roughly the size of a fifth grade boy, end quote. That's a weird measurement. It's, yeah, it's, it's very, very weird. Real specific <laughs> and a little concerning. Is there a fifth grade boy just like, in hey, bed? That, hey, that's me. <laughs> why, why are they so familiar with the dimensions of fifth grade boys? I feel like this would be a great question to ask somebody on that old TV show, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? <laughs> <laughs> what, what was Notre Denver described as? <laughs> like, what was his size described as in the Denver airport? Oh, I know, I know. So yeah, about the size of me that's a super oddly specific <laughs> thing does it say why why it says that um i don't remember seeing anything about why all i know is is that's what the plaque says if you want to find out why it says that you could ask its creator um which was the artist terry allen uh notre i'm gonna read the plaque here because I have it up. Um, Notre Denver features two bronze gargoyles, one of each located the east or in the east and west baggage uh, claim areas. The gargoyles, roughly the size of a fifth-grade boy, are seated inside suitcases. Historically, gargoyles were placed on buildings to pr- uh, to protect the site. There are uh, these are placed above the travelers' heads to oversee and ensure uh, that baggage will arrive uh, safely in DIA. So <laughs> that's what that says. Um, How are angels that actually... volunteer to become demons going to assure that your luggage made it to South? <laughs> what? So. So, Joe, um, I actually did go ahead and look up some of the history of gargoyles to, uh, to kind of help with the, uh, the designing of these statues and why they were put there. 
And I, so if you'd like, I can answer that question. If you don't want that information, I'll just keep it to myself. Uh, I would love to learn more about gargoyles and uh, the hunchbacks of Notre Dame's friends. Uh, Notre Denver. Notre Denver. Fill my mind <laughs> palace with knowledge. Okay. So. Oh, actually, I have the I have the quote too. I just realized I have it written here. <laughs> um, but we'll pass on from that. Anyhow. Um, so as Brennan touched on with the quote earlier, uh, historically gargoyles. Well. Yeah. So historically, gargoyles were known as grotesques uh, and were built for a few reasons. Uh, they held a practical purpose of providing a drainage system for, um, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. They held the, they, so they worked as a drainage system for churches and cathedrals to protect the stones from erosion. Uh, and thus having numerous gargoyles was a common thing because of how they divide the water, the flow of water. Um, and if you had a bunch of gargoyles, it really helped to minimize water damage um, around cathedrals and churches and stuff like that. So that was that was uh, that was one of the one of the reasons why um, gargoyles historically get set up. Uh, another another huge reason for for their creation for their for for them being built is that they act as guardians. Um, they ward off evil or evil spirits. Um, when they're set up, you know, that's why people set them up in churches and cathedrals because like they're, war they're, they're warding off evil guardians are gargoyles or gargoyles are guardians. You know, yeah. they take, uh, um, guardian or gargoyles can have like human shapes or beast shapes or animal shapes to their faces, but they, they, they are guardians. They're not evil figures. They are guardians. They're there to protect. If I'm and that not was mistaken. kind of as, as. Oh, go on. Go ahead, Joe. Oh, no, you, you, oh, you finish, but. Um, so, um, but that was one of the reasons why they were built was, as the plaque says, like, they got put up so that, um, they, it could help with, uh, baggage, you know, like they're watching baggage process, making sure the baggage gets through safely, you know? That's cool. Like, yeah. Um... Here's where things get a little iffy um, or questionable on the creation of these gargoyles, um, which leads to a huge conspiracy in that um, I, I did read on one of my sources, it claims that the Freemasons built many of the temples in, in Europe. Um, and historically, apparently the Freemasons do, did actually exist. They are a real group. Um, so this might not necessarily be far-fetched. Um, so, because the Freemasons built so many cathedrals and temples in Europe, uh, it, they, it is assumed that um, these gargoyles exist at DIA, uh, DIA um, because DIA itself, the airport, is actually meant to be a temple or a cathedral for the Masons or the New World Order. Okay. Did Terry Allen die uh, from her sculptures? Um, I don't know if Terry Allen is a boy or a girl, um, and I don't know if he or she died. I was kind of just hoping that all of the every statue just of, kills it. all of the statues kills people. At, all uh, the statues. At so uh, that's that's interesting. Uh, I don't really get it. Um, so, so, so like I said, the Freemasons are attributed to creating gargoyles in cathedrals and temples well, yeah. all over Europe. 
Um, so that's so the idea, like I said, um, is that you know the Freemason. Well, this will actually. There's another thing that'll help, kind of like, I guess, support this theory. Um, in that in in the Masons being um attributed to helping with the creation of the of the airport and the idea that the airport is actually Templar Cathedral for the Masons or the New World Order. Um, which leads us to my next uh, interesting uh, tidbit of the airport and theory, uh, the dedication stone. And uh, this dedication stone is found, uh, it's a, there's a plaque, a dedication stone plaque at the south entrance of the airport. Um, and it actually bears the Freemason logo. Um, and the, memor- the memorial was dedicated March 19, 1994. Now, um, I did see in a video that the guy who was talking in the video was like, if you add those numbers, um, the numbers of 19 and 1994, um, one by one, so if you add one plus nine plus one plus nine plus nine plus four, you get 33, which is apparently the highest level one can achieve in Freemasonry. Um, another thing that is noted on the uh, dedication stone is uh, it says New World Airport Commission inscribed on it. Yep. I'm looking at it right now. It's uh Yeah, you can see it. <laughs> I so in conspiracy theories, I'm a big fan of of all the ones that like just line like, up are like if you add this number and then this number and then this number, like like if you add all those numbers, um it it goes up to like and then some some like weird bizarre number that just happens to just be yeah. a thing. Like those are my favorite type of conspiracy theories. Math conspiracy theories. Whenever I think of ones like these, I think of the scene from Kill Bill where it's the duh, and then it's like the music, the ba-ba-na-na. So like whenever they discovered, oh, this and this, it just like all starts to make sense. But yeah, uh, uh, let's not let's not surpass the, uh, that the it, super weird. It's super new, eerie. New World Airport. That's a bit on the nose. Commission. It's new a bit on the nose. World Airport Commission. Yeah. Um. Eventually, we're going to have to go into, um, doing probably a big series on the Freemasons as well as the New World, the new Order. world Order. Because I mean, those are those are big topics there. Um, and they're just. I mean. How ridiculous is that? New World Airport Commission. Everything like, we do has already been planned. Like, like, what does that mean? Is that like a is that like a thing that already exists, is, or or is like this the only one? Oh, that's an excellent question. Is Denver the um, only I've... one with their New World Order Air Force? I I think I can answer um the reason behind the naming. Um, just bear with me a little bit longer before we get to your, before we get to answering your questions. So I also want to just mention that along with this plaque, it does contain a time capsule that is set to be opened in 2094. And I want to also make note of one more thing that people have noted strange markings around the airport, supposedly indicating secret or alien languages. Wait, so, wait, repeat that again, please. Uh, strange markings have also been noted around the airport, supposedly indicating secret or alien languages. 
See, I really hope it was just whoever designed the international airport, the Denver International Airport, was just like, oh man, gonna oh, fuck man, with I'm some gonna people. mess with everyone. Oh man, straight up, if I designed a place, I would do that. Oh yeah, I'd just be like, we're just gonna put a bunch of things. Like, like we're going to make some corridors that totally feels like there should be a door at the end of them, but there's not going to be. We're also just going to have a bunch of artists who do a bunch of paranormal and supernatural stuff. They're all going to be Dude, the airport's invited. already super weird. I mean, I've been in there. It's so weird. Like, I took a flight on Spirit Airlines, and literally when I went in, I went all the way down the end, and then I went down a staircase. And, like, basically, like, just like I went down and it was like just basically like one long strip and this was like all for spirit and there was like nothing else. It was just like this section of the airport was underneath. It wasn't underground. It was like basically like ground level, but like it was underneath everything else. So, I mean, like it was like it was weird. It was so weird. It just felt weird. Like I was sitting there and I was like, this doesn't feel right. This feels weird to sit down here. What other sort of weird stuff goes on in this airport? Um, <clears throat> well, I can, uh, I, can, I can talk about some other weird stuff, but before we actually move on, I do want to answer stuff revolving the dedication stone. So I'll start with this. Um, as I mentioned before, the Freemasons did exist, and they did have civic ties to the airport but no actual evidence supports that they had a hand in the planning of the airport. Uh, that time capsule also that I mentioned earlier, uh, people are like, oh my God, there's probably some Freemason stuff in there and, and New World stuff. It actually contains coins, a signed opening day bill from Coors Field, uh, Mayor Wellington sneakers, Mayor Wellington is the mayor of Denver, and a few Black Hawk casino tokens, as well as some other items. And as for the naming of the New World Airport Commission, because people are like, why wasn't it named the Colorado Airport Commission? Or why wasn't it named the Denver Airport Commission? You know, why was it named the New World Airport Commission? Nothing like that exists. Um, it was actually not named because of the New World Order. It was actually named such by Charles Ansbacher. Uh, and I hope I'm saying his name right. He was an American conductor uh, who died September 12, 2010. Um, and it was actually, and he actually gave this name as a reference to um, Dvorak's New World Symphony. Uh, and the purpose of the commission was actually simply to orchestrate the opening festivities of DIA. So that's yep. the reason behind the name. Yep. So it it's a commission that existed for one goal and one goal only, which was supposedly to open the Denver airport. That's it. See, like I said. I don't know. That's just that's just a really weird name. Um, I mean, I feel like I feel like if I was in charge of naming things, I would also have a little fun with it. Be like, oh yeah, don't worry. It's about it's about some some symphony stuff. Don't worry. I would also choose vague and threatening names for everything. <laughs> All right, now we're going to set up the uh, knife juggling uh, commission over here. <laughs> <laughs> Along with the Hooded Robe Foundation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, so, they already exist. And, They're bad. <laughs> Shit. 
<laughs> yeah, you can't. You, you can't create those. Yeah, they've already been made. That's bad. Especially you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Oops. This always so, happens. You always bring up that I'm Southern Joe. <laughs> sure. This sounds a racist, racist place. It is a racist dumpster fire of a part of a nation. Anyways, Keith, what's next? Uh, last thing on the uh, on the dedication stone is, like I said, there are markings. People think that it's a strange secret alien language or something. Um, it actually turns out that those markings are characters from the Navajo language and refer- and references to other airports. Um, also, something that um, I read was that some of the char- some of the Navajo words that are written there are actually misspelled. So that might attribute to, to some of the confusion. It also just might be human stupid, like just human ignorance being like, oh my God, that's a weird language that I've never seen before. It's probably alien speech. So you this know? is just the perfect storm of like racist ignorance. You're yep. just like, what is this terrifying language that I've never seen before? And it's like, yeah, it's because your ancestors like destroyed these people's nation. Oops. <laughs> Sorry, dog. <Doc. laughs> Yeah, no wonder you don't know what it looks like. Really bringing back the Trail of Tears. Yeah. Ooh. Um. So, Steve, you said that some of the words are misspelled on there too. That's yeah, I uh, forgot to write which ones, but so, there were like one or two words. There were two I, words I, I, I think find that, that are misspelled. I find that very funny. And super tragic. <laughs> you had one job. Your one job was to write the Navajo stuff correctly. You couldn't do and that. And you couldn't even do that. Anyway, uh, what's next, Sakif? All right. Um, I'm sure you guys have definitely seen these online somewhere. Like, I'm positive you guys have heard of this. At the very least, I'm positive Anderson has heard of this. Because of curious. the uh, content that relates to this particular art piece. Is this the murals? Um, oh, yeah, you've heard of it. The murals. The murals by Leo Ten- uh, Tanguma. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and... I'm going to go ahead and share with you the... Uh, yeah, I got it. The pictures. I, we, we got them. Well, I want... Well, I want to I want to start with uh with the particular like in a particular order, um discussing the panels. So, I'd like you to first take a look at um the one called "In Peace and Harmony with Nature." Um, and I want you to look at the uh the the smaller panel, which I don't know which the smaller panel is. I think the smaller one is the left panel. Yeah, the smaller panel should be the left panel. Take a look at the smaller panel. Okay. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and open it up, too. And just tell me what you guys see. This is the one with, uh, like, forest fires, right? Yeah. Uh, So, uh, fire in the background. Possibly depicting 9-11. Um, I would not say it's depicting 9-11. I, just, just a joke. Well, well, um, actually, if, um, actually, I think there is something 
somewhere somebody claimed it did depict 9-11 oh, but sure. i can't remember where um i remember did it, reading Joe. something it, it, it like the basically dots. there are people who are like these paintings are depicting like bad things happening you know there's a but, um, there's a bird pretending to be a mime in the box oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah there's that bird there's people gather around something a dead leopard Ooh, it's a dead le- yeah it's a dead leopard um and what what do their faces look like to you? They look horrified, right? Yeah, they're very much crying. They're upset. I'd be upset if a leopard was dead in front of me. Okay. Yeah, those are like not the most common I- animal. Like important. There's also a. Uh, There's a buffalo. A buffalo. Burflow. Buffalo head. Just um, the head. <laughs> just just the head. And uh, don't forget, Mister Native American down at the bottom. There's a turtle. I see. I like turtles. Oh, and there's totally a kid in a coffin. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, you're right. I didn't catch that one. Yeah. <laughs> Doing them theories, Brandon. Good That's job. <laughs> so, so this is pretty, like, dark, right? You know, I mean, like, it's a very it's colorful chicken. piece, but it's kind of dark. It's, it's very colorful. The colors are very vibrant. Saturation is way yeah. up there. Um, but, okay. yeah, it's uh, kind of upsetting and sad. It kind of really makes me reflect on life. And you want that as soon as you're going to board a plane. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let me... You know, I might so die, gonna... <laughs> so unfortunately, the Earth is really shitty, and look, look what we've done. So you're... if I die, I'll die sad. You're about to fly through the air strapped to a rocket. Um, contemplate your mortality, please, the entire time. Do it. So yeah, it's uh, so, it's pretty upsetting. It's pretty upsetting. Well, now find the left panel, which is going to be the bigger panel. Is and this let me know when you have the... it pulled up. Is this the one with like the like Jesus looking character in the middle? I mean, I guess you could say that. I don't think he looks very Jesusy to me. But... Okay, so that's not the one then. You see, you see, like a, here, I can't. Well, so you'll see if you find it. It's the left panel. It's it looks larger than the other than the right hand mural than the right mural, and uh, like it's it's a lot longer. You'll see a bunch of children. Um, in the center is like this colorful flower, and right up right above it is a uh, is like a brown child. Um, okay, maybe so he might that be is like the a native same child one, and with like a little headpiece. Totally a Jesus looking character. He looks like Jesus to you. Well, okay. Right. I, I just mean, I just mean based on the visuals here. Like, like sure. there's a character, there's a glowing thing in front of him, and then there's that halo behind his head. Very classically, Jesus has been depicted in that sort of manner. Well, that's I guess that, that's, uh, that's not a too far-fetched in, in, interpretation. Uh, the artist is act- uh, was raised in a very religious household, so... Um, I think he also is religious, is pretty religious himself. So, I mean, I could see that as being an influential factor in, in, in the perception of the image. So, but, but you look at it and what are you seeing? I'm seeing a bunch of different people. I see a large bird. It's like a swan thing. Um, it's the same bird from the previous mural, right? Uh, of course. I also see that, uh, live leopard. Yeah, the leopard is alive. Um, and then we just see... Um, With children. 
Yep, all the children of the world coming together. Oh, I meant um, like there's there's leopard children. What? You mean the kittens? leopard has children? <laughs> you mean kittens? Little kittens, little leopard kittens. Adorable. Not not children being leopards. Not terrifying human animal amalgamation. No, right. I was not thinking like leopards animals, as in you know, like. like like their leopard skin was falling off leopards. <laughs> oh, like lepers. Oh man, leper children. That is the name of my new band. Leper children. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, you you have like all the children of the world coming together right now. Over me. Uh, not 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 really that good of a quote there, Joe. Um, but you also have a bunch of backgrounds. Like we, like we see a forest. We see the mountains. We see uh another forest desert uh, and then we see desert um did space jesus fix everything it's not space jesus so it uh, looks it looks a lot better than the right mural right like it looks happier it looks more positive right yeah there's no death here no death that i can tell yeah this is how you're supposed to um this is how you're supposed to read this uh this particular mural you read it from the the smaller mural to the larger mural um we look at the smaller mural and it looks depressing and dark. You know, there's destruction. There's death. Um, there's fire. But you look at this larger mural, and there's, there's, like, happiness on the faces of these children. There's joy. And they're not all, like, one color either. There's all of these kids are different colors, and they're all together. And not only that, but if you look in the background, like, nature, like, the animals are alive. There's no fire. There's multiple, like, there's a bunch of different, like, aspects of nature behind them. You know, and that that's what the peace is in peace with with, uh, you know, it's uh, in peace and harmony with nature. Yeah. I mean, the you first know? mural also had children of all colors and races. So, it's right, right, right. Sadder. Exactly. They just look sadder. So, yeah, the artist was not racist. At least it doesn't seem that way. So, <laughs> yeah, Skeet, no, he wasn't what's racist. The next mural. The next mural we're going to look at is. Um, is it the rainbow on. one? Um, take a look. It's on a mural. It is reading gonna be rainbow. reading Rainbow World oh. Conspiracy. Let me just what? uh make sure I got the right one. Oh man. Okay, that's not the right one. The rainbow one isn't the right one. There's actually one because the rainbow one's the larger one. So I want to find the smaller one. So are we Man, going to uh listed. to the Nazi with the rainbow behind him? Uh yeah, we're looking for that. <laughs> okay, I was I was That's hoping the one that we I would go, look at. I was hoping that we go to the rainbow one first into and then, that and then into the because Nazi one. Because it looks one? like the no, rainbow's coming from his We're going head. into the Nazi first. So you guys obviously see the Nazi dressed in green. He's got a saber. He's got an assault rifle in his hand. He's wearing yeah, a totally gas mask. Yeah, I totally walked by that picture too at the Denver airport. Yep, and then there's uh children sleeping with teddy bears trying to hide. It looks like, and then there's yeah weeping uh, old people. mothers crying. Mothers crying. And then in the picture that we're looking at, there's uh someone on their phone. Is she part of the mural? That's not part of the mural. And then yeah, just just uh d- d- like decaying cities. Uh, and then there's like a dove that looks like it's being stabbed in the butt by the sword. Got him. This, um, yeah, this actually, that's like a cover I didn't art just, for I a metal album. It totally does. I would listen to this. 
dude, you could just throw Iron Maiden up here, and yeah. it would it would no, be an Iron Maiden. No, that's literally cover. an Iron Maiden cover. Also, like, no, because they would need Eddie. This will do. Just put Eddie's face where the gas mask is. Yeah, like, yeah you're fine. Um, this actually does not look strike me as like a Nazi. Now hear me out. Does he look Russian? He looks Russian. Yeah. This is this is a terrifying specter of communism. That is. <laughs> I a, mean, people. People like that looks way more like an AK forty seven. But I mean, sorry. If we're if we're going to put the big bad spooky guy, um, Nazi still reigns over Russian, even though Russian Russians are scarier nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> they're our president. Um, I break the election. <laughs> but uh, no, this image just with a color palette, uh, especially the brim of the hat and his gun, this strikes me far more spooky red scare russian than i believe it than nazi when was this painted i want to say it was pretty recent um regardless i can look it up real quickly this is why you're employed yeah you're here for this reason yeah i am here for this reason i can i can i can talk about this shit all day um this is rainbow stalin (laughs) rainbow stalin Yeah, this is, I don't know, just like, because he he bothered to put in the curved magazine and, like, the high-peaked cap, it just, it very, it, it looks like a, it looks like a stereotypical, like, Russian villain. I see it, I see yeah. it. Yeah. It is real weird, though. <laughs> This is not really what I want to see uh, leaving to get on an airport or coming off an airport. Yeah. Like, so who did, why did anyone allow this to happen? <laughs> um, there's actually, that actually touches on something. Um, we can talk about that in a minute. Like, why would they be okay with this? Um, but let's finish talking about the murals and then we'll talk about them in a whole, like, perspective, like, in general, of like their commissioning, of course. Uh, before, so, so, um, the mural, the mural was actually put, set up in two thousand seven. So two thousand seven. So all of yeah, the art was commissioned all around the same time, and it's all terrifying. Y'all, yo, dude, he's it's just stepping the dove of peace. Um, there's one oh, yeah, more thing I'd it. like you guys to look Dust at. Peace stuff. Is that and the other real, mural? And it's. Sorry? Is that the final mural? No, it's not it's it's not the final mural. It's actually the uh the last piece. Uh or it's it's part it's not the final mural. It's it's part of this mural that we just looked at. It's part of the smaller the the smaller panel. And it is a letter. It's found at the bottom of the bottom corner. And I'm going to read to you what it says. Um at, on the same mural with the with the uh with the uh, Russian or Nazi whatever it looks like that has the gas mask with the saber and all the people crying and the dead people, um, mm-hmm. is this yep. letter. Um, it's actually a quote from a child who died in Auschwitz. And it reads, I was once a little child who longed for other worlds. But I am no more a child, for I have known fear. I have learned to hate. How tragic then is youth, which lives with enemies. With gallows ropes. Yet still, I believe, I only sleep today. That I'll wake up, a child again, 
and start to laugh and play. Hannes Hackenberg, 14 years old, died December 18, 1943, Auschwitz concentration camp. You see, I really like adding my adding to my art little little quotes from Auschwitz. I feel like it really adds. It really, adds that depth. it really grounds it. Like it adds yeah. character. It adds character. I definitely. I I want to make so sure this that is none at the of bottom my art ever makes people mural. happy. You can see that, like the the in the image. It's a in the image I have pulled up. It's a little hard for me to see the uh, the, the 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 note. But I have another image that shows it. It's it's mm-hmm. pretty just it's like like that's like really dark. This like, is that's probably kind of like why pressing. people thought Nazis. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably it. Yeah. Like even if aesthetically it doesn't match. Yeah, and like that makes sense. Okay. So Go ahead and take a look at the the larger panel. Of course, the one with the the one where we sing about the uh, reading rainbow. The one where we sing about the rainbow. Yep. And what do you guys see here? So yeah, um, it looks like our bad guy has died. Looks like it, or it at least like, like he's on the ground, like he's been pushed over and you or know, like, like knocked down. Well, like, like the right been... of the rainbow's going around him, like it's his blood. So, yeah, it looks like all the children of the world have all united to fight the big bad spooky man. They formed Captain Planet and destroyed the Nazi menace. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you look, you see like. All the kids have like different flags. You can see the British flag, the Indian flag. Um, I think you see the Israel flag, the flag of Israel. Yeah, but are those flags wrapping swords? I think so. I think, but I think the way you would interpret it is they're wrapping swords, as in like. So, so the mural is titled "The Children of the World Dream of Peace." So, in this case, you read it as like they have swords wrapped up in in the sense that like they're taking the arms away. They're taking all of the arms away. They're taking them away, you know, and like getting rid of them. They want peace. Okay. And I uh, mean, like you, you like can see in the center. Huh? Oh, I was just going to say on the right, you have a tombstone uh, for war, violence, and uh, hate. That's what it is. I couldn't figure out what it was. I thought it, they were like on a ship and it was written on it. Thank you, Brendan. That actually, no, a, I that, could not a figure it out. So, uh, and then you have in the middle. Um, what did you say, Ski? It looks like so. Uh, in the middle, you see Snow White's you see those kids. They're holding that saber that the uh, that the that the bad soldier was holding in the previous mural. Um, and you see one with a hammer. Um, you could take that to so- as a sign that like he's breaking the saber. You know, he's destroying it with his hammer. He's getting rid of this weapon. Or he's becoming a blacksmith. Or he's becoming a blacksmith, but really. Or it's like, the sickle that's, and that's hammer the from the Russian is. scare. Like, I, I would, I would consider that the idea coming. is that he's destroying it. Sorry? 
anyway, so what what's the what's the little note at the bottom of this one, Keith? Um So I don't I there is actually no little note for this one. But uh, as you pointed out, there is a tombstone that says war, uh violence and hate. So as in like those things are dead. Now there's only peace. Are you sure there's no um, little note? Because the picture that we're looking at definitely has some black text in the bottom left-hand corner. It's graffiti. Left-hand corner. I don't see anything in the left-hand corner in my picture. Uh, well, a wider image of the uh, of the Denver airport mural of this one. Um, it definitely has a little uh, thing at the bottom. Do you know what it says? Might be artist signature. I don't know what it says because you can't really see. Oh, actually. Um, oh, I see it too. I think that's probably the title of the piece inscribed on the bottom left-hand corner. I would, I would, I would have to guess that that's the title right there. Okay. Um. So there's a lot of um. There's like a lot of like stuff about how to interpret this. Um, like you guys said, um, like, people were like, why was this commissioned? Um, I had something written here for it. I just have to find it. Hmm. I can't find my notes, but I do, but I do remember what I, so. I don't know. What so, are y'all's thoughts um, on this? It seems seems like there's a lot go- there's a lot going on here. Hmm. You mean a lot going on with the with the different arc The airport in general. Yeah, there's there's definitely some like, it's, weird it's things. It's really going weird. On. Um the it seems as though the uh the guy who commissioned all of this art. Master troll. He's 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 into some really weird things. Uh, not the guy who. Co- well, okay. So I'll explain to you how it was commissioned. I uh, looks like I might have uh, accidentally not. S- oh, here it is. Actually, here it is. Um, so you guys asked me earlier, like, how did people even? How are people even like? We want these. Pay- we want these murals. Um, and that was actually decided by a committee from the Denver Office of Cultural Affairs. Well, more specifically, the Denver Office of Cultural Affairs outlines the process of how artwork is chosen for the airport, and then the, a project selection panel composed of community members and artists is appointed to choose the artwork, but then it must be approved by several government committees and the mayor before it can be commissioned. Who approved so that's how that? That's how it was pr- approved. You know, so, I, I mean, like, basically, like, it goes through a group of people, and they have to follow some guidelines, and then the mayor and a bunch of other government officials are like, hey, this is okay with us, you can put it up. Makes sense. I I am very surprised that this thing got approved at all in any sort of way. Yeah. The murals and the horse, for that matter. Like, any part of this airport, Any really. Any part of this airport. Um... Denver's got some weird people. Thanks. Appreciate it. 
Hey, you moved to Denver. It's not it's not your fault. You came from elsewhere. <laughs> you decided to go there. I know. It's nice here. Look, I'm it's not nice saying place. that you know Denver's not a nice place, but the people who are higher up are some weird people who like like how do you how do you commission this? Like how do you agree that this is a thing? We want some spooky creepy some art. approval thing. Like Well, I might have something that might help with uh with with uh with the murals like, like, like make them like, a little easier to understand. Like there are so many com- like for instance, let me give an example. I currently work at a hotel and the hotel is rumored to be haunted. The thing is is that if I tell any guest that the hotel is haunted, I get in huge trouble because because the hotel doesn't want to go through any of that sort of thing of people either complaining that it's haunted or going out looking for things that it it being haunted. I would think that'd be a hook. So like so like that's like a whole thing about like like all of this and like like we can't ever talk to people about it being haunted. So them commissioning all of this weird shit like like that like that just rings like a huge flag for like people complaining to the airport about all this. I feel like your hotel's missing out on a good a good like thing. Like I mean I mean the thing is, is that sh- the thing is that half the people sure they're they're excited, they're interested in staying at the hotel. That being said, there's a lot of people who wouldn't step foot into a place that is considered haunted. Yep. I talked to a couple women the other day uh about it and they were we have this regular who who was there a lot of the time and they came last year and they saw the regular and they thought she was straight up a ghost because she was there the last time. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, Skeep did say they were kind of cashing in on the like, oh, yeah. I know, I know, I so, know like, they're cashing ma- in. Ma- maybe that's why they did all this weird artwork where it's like, hey, well, weird. Joe, I, feel they, like, I feel like they, they were cashing um, in on it their ca- after this the, artwork The was. part I said. You were saying, but. So I. I said that they cashed in on it. Like the article that I said where they're talking about cashing in on it was like from 2016. So I don't know how immediately they were like, hey, people think our, there's a lot of conspiracies behind our airport. Let's go with it. I don't know how quickly they ado- ado- adopted it. Um, but, you know, like just saying like the, the Denver Post shared that um, interview, like article in 2016. So. I don't know when they started to accept conspiracy theories. I mean, like, they're all for it, like I said. Like, even the CEO. But I don't know how early they adopted it. Maybe it was, like, right after the, the mural was commissioned. Maybe it was, like, a few years later. I, I don't know the exact timeline for it. So. But I might have something here that could maybe explain the murals better and maybe help you guys help well, not help you guys. More specifically, help Brendan cope with the with these murals being in there. Like I know there's a lot of weird stuff. I agree. I'm okay. not doubting that. But enlighten me. Um, so there is there was actually an interview with Leo Tanguma done by uh, who was it done by? Let's see. Uh, by Zing Magazine. Who's Leo um, Tanguma? Which has a Leo Tanguma is the creator Tanguma. of the murals that we just looked at. Okay, so this is the dude who did the murals. He has a great last name, by the way. Yeah, so this will hopefully help. So here's the article. Um, I'm just t- going to read you a bit of it that relates to the murals. And to keep so the, quotes. The Zing Magazine asks, Can you walk me through some of the ima- imagery of your murals? Who are the people in the background? And he responds, Many of them are real people. This is an anonymous community, and an anonymous community can be anybody. In this here, 
there are the symbols of oppression that our uh, parentheses Chicano community has overcome. Are you familiar with that figure? And he points to a stylized figure with three faces on drafting work for his mural. The Torch of uh, Quetzalcoatl, commissioned by the Denver Art Museum. Uh, the uh, magazine responds, no. And uh, uh, Taguma, uh, Taguma says, well, it means the fusion of the Spanish and the English. When the Spanish came and brought women and began to rape and marry the indigenous women and introduce a new breed called Mestizo. And so that's the essence of our identity. And this figure, this is La Lorona, the weeping woman who destroyed her own children after having married a Spaniard, a conquistador. The Spaniard at one point decides to go back to Spain and to take the children with him. Well, that drives the woman mad because to them, Spain was like Mars to us or someplace really distant and remote. The legend says that she drowned her children so that the husband wouldn't take them to Spain away from the new world. In my mural, I make La Larona find her children because we get these stories from the Spanish historians and they have a very preju uh, prejudicial view of the native peoples, that they were less than human, and we get a lot of our folklore from the Spanish males. In my mural, she is, known, she is shown for reuniting with her children and it is a very happy occasion. At the Denver Art Museum, a lot of kids come from the schools, the projects from schools that have a lot of Mexican-American kids. When I tell the kids about her and say, do you know what La Llorona means? They say, yes, we even know where she lives. They're under the bridge. She's a really intense figure in our memory, I guess. But then I tell them, don't you see? Somebody said that she killed her own children, but I don't believe she did. Maybe she did, maybe she didn't. But I don't want to project that story anymore. So I tell the kids, I have La Llorona find her children and she'll stop crying and stop searching for them through eternity, which is what God condemned her to do. Then I tell the kids, they lived happily ever after. Don't you want to live happily ever after? And some of those kids had tears in their eyes. So that was actually really nice. Um, I've grown up with the story of La Llorona because it's a local legend around here and growing up as a, in a Hispanic family. When you acted up, La Llorona was going to get you. That was, that was something my grandma would tell my cousins that when they were acting up. That you were going to that, get that, got by, by, by a woman. By and, a demon woman was going to drown you and in the drowned. lake. Yes. Okay. If you, stop, if, if you keep acting up. In what water? The arroyos around here, dog. Yeah, they usually empty. Yeah. They, <laughs> she brings the water. Yeah, fair it's enough. It's a crazy legend. Yeah, for I don't know. Down south, all we had was really the skunk ape. So that's, that's another episode. <laughs> yeah, we'll do another one. Skunk on it. ape. So that's kind of cool. Bringing you know that story up to you know Colorado. Yeah. So, so that's like there's another thing that I actually want to read for you here that relates more to children of the world dream at peace, dream of peace. Um, which is, which is from the same interview. And I'm going to, if you don't mind, I'm going to read this. Okay. Okay. It'll, it'll relate. It'll kind of help with it. Enlighten um, me. so the magazine asks, do your murals exist as holes in your mind or do they develop as you start to draft them? And he says, they develop. I search for ideas. I think it starts with something in my memory. For example, we were Baptists all my years growing up, even though the Baptists are really, really conservative. And there were ways that some of us weren't in agreement with the general thing. We'd hear from the pulpit, Hispanic boys will not be found with those protesting, you know, with those in the youth protest movements. And of course, some of us thought that's where we should be instead of sitting at church. 
points to pencil drafts to children of the world dream of peace. This is a lesson from the prophet Isaiah and Micah, that someday the nations of the world will stop war and so on and will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning forks. That's taken from how I was brought up. My parents were really religious when I was growing up, but innocent in their beliefs. I was the one who always questioned everything, and I got worse as I got older. So you can see, this comes from my religious ideas. As you can see, the people of the world are bringing their swords wrapped in their flags to be beaten into plowshares. So that's what that child is doing when we look at it. Then here I have children sleeping amid the debris of war, and this warmonger is killing the dove of peace. But the kids are dreaming of something better in the future, and their little dream goes behind the general and continues behind this group of people. And the kids are dreaming that peace will happen someday. See how the little dream becomes something really beautiful, that someday the nations of the world will abandon war and come together. What happened up on top here, when we were painting the mural at our studio at a shopping mall, some people who had their kids killed by gang violence came and said, what are you going to paint up there? I said, well, I have to look at the drawings. They said, could you put up my boy or my girl up there? She was killed. And then they told us her name, Jennifer. This girl, Jennifer, was killed by a young man. She went to help her friend who was hiding with her baby from a man in a motel someplace, and they didn't have anything to eat or diapers. So Jennifer took her some money, and the boyfriend followed her. When Jennifer got to the motel room, the man followed her in and shot her right there dead and then dragged her friend and the child out. So her parents wanted her to port her portrait put up there. They must have told other folks, because before I knew it, other people came and said, I know you. You painted Jennifer up there. Could you paint my son Troy? So now it's got like 10 kids here, all killed by gang violence in Denver. So the mural took on a new meaning that we hadn't anticipated. Almost all these kids here in here are real people. I put in my granddaughters and their little friends from elementary school. Like more than 25 kids from around the schools are in that mural. The conspiracy theorists have interpreted it in the most naive way, I could say. Like they think I advocate war and all these horrible stories. So, and he did say, he, they also asked him, do they ever harass you? And he says, I get a couple phone calls. They were men, mean, they were not mean though. They'd say, are you the one who painted that? And some came to my studio and wanted an explanation, which I gave it to them. Even an explanation didn't placate them. Well, the airport never posted a complete explanation. They just put the title, the artist, and the materials. So does that kind of help answer your questions, Brendan, on the murals and their commissioning? Uh, yeah. Um, now you just made me feel like one of them dirty conspiracy theorists right there. Thanks. Well... I mean, our goal is to educate our listeners as best as we can, as well as educate ourselves. So it's okay, Brendan. You're learning just as we all are. Yeah, um, that was that was really sweet. The whole, um, like every kid in the mural is a kid who yeah. died from like that's a nice from gang violence. Like not not every one of them. Some of them, like I said, were like like he said, it. Some of them were his grandchildren and the kids they go to school with. But you know. You're you're still half right. Yeah, there there are kids who suffered from gang violence in there, and it's it's a really nice tribute to them. I agree. So. I think that is a very nice mural. Um, I can see. I mean, as as you as you saw the evolution of of our opinions here, um, you can see how people believe that it is one thing, but it's in fact another thing, and all the art is just based on interpretation there. Exactly. So. So yeah, that's that's a very interesting 
thing there. Um, I also think it's a little bit of wishful thinking uh, to think that uh, our our people will ever get away from war and violence. I think that there will always be somebody who wants to take what they believe is theirs. Yeah, it's the only way human beings know how to act. Well, the only way we advance as a species, unfortunately. By trampling the ones who weren't quite fast enough. And Darwinism in its best. That's a somber note to go out on. Yep. <laughs> but you know what? We can always hope that peace will will overcome violence and hate. We can always do that. And you know And we can always thank Christian Tadino for doing our music. Hey. Ah. And we can always so. thank our listeners for listening to us wherever you can listen to podcasts. Yep. Well, before we thank our listeners, I have one more thing to say. Okay. So let me let me go ahead and say that. Enlighten us. Um uh, so I actually found out a couple things. So one, there's actually um, a Denver's airport YouTube channel, and I found a video there. Um, apparently, like last year or something, they let people take a tour of the tunnels to see if they could find anything. Um, and it's like a minute, 30 second long video. And they're like, okay, so see, nobody found anything. And uh, then at the end of the video, they like slow motion show a worker, one of the workers down there, speaking with what looks to be an alien in a suit. Now, this, like, obviously that's, like, you guys should check the video out. I'll, I'll, I'll share a link in the, uh, I have a link to it in, um, in my notes. Uh, when we update the website, you guys can take a look at it. Um, but yeah, you can uh, definitely, you should definitely check that video out. Um, yeah, people, people, like, you know, people, like I said, they do, they claim to find aliens and lizard people there. It's pretty much workers or somebody dressing up like lizard people or aliens so that they can fuck around with with other people. I would so. I would do that. Same. Yeah, I know. You get bored at work sometimes. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do to stay entertained. If my job let me, I'd dress up as a ghost. Easy. I got I got one last thing. So, the last thing I'm going to mention is I actually didn't have time to watch this. Um, because I only found out about it like way late into today. Um, but apparently you guys know who Jesse Ventura is? Of course we know who Jesse Ventura is. We've talked about him on this podcast already. Oh my god, you're right. I have forgotten about him. Anyhow, um as as you guys probably know, he has a T he or he had a TV show called Conspiracy Theory, right? Uh yep. We are familiar well, guess what? with the show. Um we talked about guess Harp. What? Last time Jesse Ventura came up. Oh, I forgot about that. Um, well, I want to tell you guys something interesting. Uh, on, the t- on that TV show, I believe it's a 2012 episode, he tackled the DIA conspiracies. So we'll definitely link to that episode or some way to watch that or potentially some way to locate that. Um, yeah, I can I can post a link. I think I found it on Daily Motion. I like I said, I didn't have a chance to watch it. I didn't have enough time, but I can go grab the link and I'll and I'll make sure to share it for our listeners who are curious to to view the episode. Of course, we gotta try and get Jesse Ventura on the podcast. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, we could try. And uh, so that 
wraps up my episode. All right. Thank you, Skeef. Um, it's definitely a very a interesting topic here. Um, I don't know what to think. My, I am, I, yeah, I just, I, I can't even say words right now. I'm just don't know. <laughs> you are truly baffled by the complexities of truly it. Truly baffled. Uh, anyway, guys, if you guys enjoyed this episode, uh, let us know what you thought. Um, on Facebook, uh, at MWRCast, on Twitter, at MWRCast, on our, um, website, molderwasright.wordpress.com. Um, you can also rate our podcast on iTunes. Um, we'd appreciate that. It really does help us out. Um, any feedback is always good for us. You know, we learn from doing, and we also learn from hearing through our listeners. Yep. Uh, so we appreciate your guys' listenership every week. Um, like the music, once again, Christian Tonino, great dude. Um, check him out on SoundCloud. If you, guys, if you guys would like to write to us, um, if you have anything else you want to say about the episode, of course, you can contact us on any of the mediums previously listed. But if you want to talk to us more, or if you have any ideas you'd like to share with us, you can always feel free to also email us at MulderWasRightCast at gmail.com. And uh, we've got some exciting stuff coming up uh, for the next couple months here. Uh, we got some really big stuff coming. Um, we have a whole month dedicated to something that has to do with numbers, so uh, you guys can figure that one out. <laughs> um, once again, thanks, guys. Uh, and we will see you next week when Curtis will be here dressed in a chicken suit. It's true. We're holding you to it, Curtis. Wake up, up sheeple. sheeple. What in the hell happened?